Welcome to episode 110 of the Daniel Yoris Podcast, fitness and business lessons from Raise the Bar. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for being here. This episode is a little bit overdue as I meant to record this uh, maybe two weeks ago, but just the goings on of life, it's happening now. A couple of weeks ago, I went to the Raise the Bar Fitness and Business Conference in Dallas, Texas. It was a conference, as you might guess, about fitness and business and meshing those things together and all the intertwinings of them. And it was filled with some of the most successful, influential, and impactful and intelligent people in the fitness space. And while I took a ton of it away, ton away from it as far as actual tangible lessons and inspiration and all of those things for myself and for my own business and for my own career and clients and all that, I th- wanted to do this episode as a way to one, somewhat corral my thoughts and help understand it as you know, speaking about it or writing about something that you've experienced is a good way to make it all make sense in your head. But at the same time, I wanted to share the episode because when I started this whole podcast, you know, one of the main things was, yeah, it's going to be about fitness and we'll talk about the nitty gritty things. But I also want to relate this to the rest of life because I understand that you, the listener, are more than likely not a fitness professional. And so, you know, understanding the the Krebs cycle, which is something that was harped on a lot in the uh, in the weekend at the conference, is not really important to your life, but being able to have fitness and nutrition and all these things as part of your life is important. So if we can make connections or extrapolations to things that are relevant to you, then that might help. And so while some of the you know, fitness business stuff is not relevant to you if you are not running a fitness business of any kind. The analogies to your actual fitness and things that you can take away will be relevant to you. So the way that this episode is going to work, I'm actually somewhat confident that this episode will be short, although I know that every time I say that about a solo episode, I have an, and I end up having a 45 to one hour conversation, 45 minute to one hour conversation with myself. So I think this one's actually going to be short because the way that I'm going to do this is this. When I was on the plane on the way back, I opened up a document on my computer and I just wrote down, I just like blurted out a bunch of thoughts and I have a, you know, a notebook full of like more technical notes and stuff like that. But I just blurted out a bunch of thoughts and I'm going to kind of read those back to myself and then reflect on them and, and make connections between the business side of it and, and the fitness side of it that would be relevant to, to you, the listener. Um, so here we go. And you can't really see it on the camera that much, but this is the the raise the bar. Pull up my raise the bar T-shirt um, if you're watching the video. And uh, so shout out to to Derek and Nick for for putting on the event as well, and to everyone that I met there. You know, some of the biggest, best, uh, most amazing, most incredible people were there, um, and it was amazing to make so many connections with everyone, which will come up in a theme. So. Without blabbering on any more about that, uh, here we go. I don't know how many of them are here, and uh, I'll try not to take too long on each one. But here was the first thing, and this was the first thing that I wrote down. It was probably the biggest like slap in the face to me in, in a good way um, that uh, that came up. I wrote this. You've only been here for five seconds compared to how long many of the speakers and other people have been doing this. So many of the speakers in their speech, whatever it was about, whether it was some technical business thing, whether it was some aspect of, of coaching or whatever, had some sort of story that seemed to always start with, I wrote my first blog article in 2009. I wrote my my first post up, my first Instagram post in you know 2011. I trained my first client in the gym in 2007. And you know here I am sitting there like, holy shit, like that's, that's a long time ago. Like I've, I just, I just got here relatively. Like I just got here. There was even... 
Rachel Cosgrove, who, who's someone that you should know, but if you don't, I, I can't remember the exact year, but she opened her gym in like 2000, 2001, something like that. That, that. I was in grade one. I was, you know, six or seven years old. I was the most, the biggest worry I had in my life was whether I was going to get home in time from school to catch the beginning of the Dragon Ball Z episode that was on after school. And here she was opening a gym and I'm trying to compare myself in, in business to, to someone like that who's been doing it like longer than I've been alive almost. And that's quite silly when you say it like that. And so the fitness analogy of this is that you see people on Instagram or whatever social media that you use and they look great, super lean, super strong, you know, lifting crazy amounts of weight and all this stuff. And you compare yourself to them and think what you should think is that, Hey, like you can get there because they are not a super human. They're just a person. They've been doing this for a long time, probably a lot longer than you think and almost certainly a lot longer than you. So someone who's like got this great, crazy physique, they've been doing it 10, maybe 15 years, even maybe even longer. So to compare yourself to that person is not really fair. So the takeaway lesson from all this is slow down, understand that the people that you look up to are further ahead. And there's a reason that you look up to them because they've most likely been doing it for way longer. And if they've been actually doing it for like two seconds and have some crazy amount of success, then there is something else there that is abnormal. They are a, you know, a unicorn diamond in the rough, or they've had some other lucky break or came from success in something else, but that's very few and far between. So don't compare yourself to people who are, who have been doing the thing that you are trying to do for much longer than you. It's not fair, but understand that with the amount of time that needs to be put in, you can get there too. They didn't have this crazy amount of success in year one, year two, year three, year five, year seven. It's always been long and it seems to be somewhere in and around that 10-year mark. So keep going. Another one. None of, and, and this is when I say them, I'm typically speaking about like uh, you know some of the, the speakers and the more successful people that we were learning from in, in the conference. And as well as not just speakers, there were also a lot of really successful, well-known, influential, whatever, impactful people who were just members of the audience who were there learning, which is a whole other thing that you, you don't ever stop learning. And I'm sure I'll come back to that at some point. But just to say, like when I say them, it's like the people that I'm looking up to in the fitness business world. None of these people did it alone. They've all made personal connections and had support or, or help from someone else in some fashion along the way. And the most interesting part was that many of the speakers and, and people there had their own careers intertwined with each other. You know, they, they had met at some event similar to that seven years ago and they were doing their thing and they, you know, then they ended up collaborating on this or, or helping each other with this idea. They met this client who moved to their city, something like that. And something happened where then that one thing exploded and, and then made them into what they are today. But the main thing there for me is that you can't do this alone. It, it seems like fitness is a not it seems like. Fitness is a solo effort. You are in the gym. You are lifting the weights, eating the food or not eating the food. You're doing the things by yourself and no one else can do it for you. And that's both a, both a great thing and, and a negative thing because it's difficult. But you can't truly do it alone. You need support from others. You need guidance. You need to take motivation. You need to take lessons. You need to learn things. Excuse me. And Trying to do it yourself while some of us, me, are are somewhat strong-headed or hard-headed in that I want to be able to do this myself. And if I can't do it myself, 
then I'm not good enough. It's not the right attitude. And and we know that. And I say this out loud and I'm saying it like as quote unquote advice, but this is also like at me <laughs> as well. So understand that you should accept help and seek help and seek collaboration from others and support. It's not a sign of weakness. It's not a sign of uh, unintelligence or inability to accomplish a task or hit the goal or whatever. It's like, we all need that little push and we can all go farther if we work together. So that goes in your fitness, that goes in your business, and that goes everything else that you'll do. Here's another one. And this is along the same lines. And, and it seems so obvious, but but the, the thing that I wrote down was just be nice to people. And along those same lines, you never know who's going to be the person to help you. You might be standing in line at a coffee shop Actually, here's a, here's a really good example because this also happened on the trip and I didn't even like really make this connection until right now. So on uh, when I went, so I live in Toronto, if you don't know that, flew from Toronto to, to Dallas. The morning that I was flying, there was a bunch of snow in Toronto. So there was a whole bunch of flights that were delayed or, or canceled or whatever. With with the madness of, of the airport and, and, the, and the weather, I ended up sitting on the plane beside a woman who is a doctor at SickKids Hospital. SickKids is a you know, world leading children's hospital, uh, here in Toronto, uh, world around, you know, all this stuff ended up sitting beside a woman who is a, who's a doctor at the hospital. Obviously I didn't know that when she sat beside me, she was very flustered. She, her flight had been canceled. She had been through the rigmarole of getting flights canceled, rescheduled, trying to get, she was trying to get to, uh, to San Antonio. There's no direct flights from Toronto to San Antonio. And there was, she had to, whatever, doesn't matter. She was in this crazy like scenario of flights and she had to be in San Antonio by a certain time. By the time we landed in Dallas, she was kind of trying to get a, another connection because her original flight was canceled. She was going to have like 15 minutes to catch her connection, which ended up being in a, the terminal in the other side of the airport in Dallas airport. So, and I mean, this seems so obvious and I'm not trying to say like, oh, look how good I am, like how nice I am. But I noticed this and I was trying to, trying to help her out and trying to find additional flights or figure out how she could rent a car and drive from Dallas to San Antonio, which would have like been a, a possible, not a great, but a possible solution or like a worst case scenario and just help her through. And we ended up having a great conversation about all sorts of things over the course of the entire flight. And, you know, we have a, a good relationship. And so while I didn't get anything from that relationship, this is not a transactional thing as in be nice to people because they can do stuff for you. It's you never know who that person is going to be. She could have just been a, you know, a someone who has no significant job to say that like it, it might come in handy someday or or there may be some transactional aspect to it, but just a great relationship. And so the point being from all the speakers is, you know, they, they sat beside someone or they just talked to someone in a coffee shop or they, you know, met someone at a conference and they were kind to that person and, you know, sat down and had lunch with them or whatever it was. And then that turned into some blooming relationship that led to so much more success and lessons and all these things down the line. So point being, be kind to people because you never know who's going to be that person that you meet that will be able to change your life in some way. Already kind of talked about this one, but constantly be learning. Like I said, there were many people in the audience who were attendees of the event who were speakers at other events themselves or are people who are also top level, quote unquote, people in the fitness industry, highly influential, highly impactful, highly successful. And they were there sitting amongst people like myself who are relatively newer to the industry and and newer to running our own business and all these things and learning and soaking things up just like everyone. And there's something you can learn at any stage of your career. And there's always things to learn. I would imagine that if I take myself 
five years from now and I put myself back in that same seat that I was in and the exact same talks, the exact same uh, conference with the exact same speeches, exact same people, I'm sure I would have very different takeaways because my life would be different at that time. My business would be very different. The clients I would be training, everything would be very different. So the information input would be the same, but the way that I internalize it would be very different. And so again, just because you think that you've learned something in fitness, just because you think that you've you know, you know how to do your job. There's no saying that you can't learn how to do something better or learn how to do something more efficient or learn something new to improve yourself. Of course, there's like a limit to this. You can't just constantly be searching for new things. At one point, you got to actually do the work, but always be trying to learn and always be trying to improve yourself and take yourself to that next level. Here's another one. There's no easy way to do it. And we say this in fitness all the time. You know, there's no secrets. There's no easy way you got to grind, you got to put in the reps and very much a fitness <laughs> reference. People are always looking for tips and tricks. What's the secret to your to your big bench press? What's the secret to you getting so lean? What are the what's the thing that you do to get, you know, this your squat up or your whatever? How did you be able to do pull-ups all these kind of things? For the most part, just work your goddamn ass off. Do it a lot. Do it for a long time. And the same thing in your business. Yes, of course, there are technical things that you need to know. You should be doing this instead of that. Set your squat up this way instead of that way. Do this with your nutrition instead of that. But those little tips and tricks make things slightly more efficient. The thing that really moves the needle is actually putting in the work. You can know all of the things. You could be the most proficient technical squatter in the world. If you never load the bar up, if you don't actually go in and do the squat, but you just study everything about it, you know all the biomechanics, you, you know, have this big whiteboard in your house of measurements and all this stuff, but you never go in and actually do the work, you're not going to be great at squatting. You're not going to be great at anything else. So you got to grind. You got to put in the effort. You got to put in the reps over a long period of time. And there is no way to get around that. People sometimes think that like, you know, fitness, when they get to the top level, people who sell a, you know, a, a program or a, a one-off product that they've made or something like that. It's somehow passive income and that, okay, you've made something and then you just continue to sell it over time. And all of the speakers and, and, and people, you know, many of them have some type of, among the many things that they, that they do, have some type of product that they've created and then they continually sell that thing, whether it be a, a program or a, a document or a teaching or a course or something. But they're like, no, 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 no part of this is passive. Like, yeah, I made that thing, you know, last year, two years ago, and it continues to sell and continues to do well. But like, you're constantly working at it, improving the product, number one, but you have to keep selling it. You have to keep working at it. It's not passive. Yeah, sure. You might, the sale might come in at 2 a.m. in the morning in your time zone because somebody in the other side of the world bought it. And if you want to consider that passive income as you, because you made, you know, the sale came in while you were sleeping, it's not really how passive income works. And so, there's very, very few ways to have true passive income and it's probably not sustainable and probably gimmicky in some sense anyway. So got to grind, got to put in the reps and uh, there's no shortcutting around that. Now, another side of this is that there also needs to be a system and I, I kind of referenced this in a second or a second ago. You've got to have a system. You can't just do stuff randomly. Now, you do need to just start and do stuff and kind of like you know, go fast and break shit along the way and just make stuff happen and try things and then see what works, see what doesn't and continue to iterate from there. So it doesn't have to be perfect. 
And maybe when you start, you don't even know what you don't know. When you go in the gym for the first time, you don't even know the exercises that you don't know. You might be trying to do a, a chest press and like for some reason, like your shoulder is hurting while you're doing it. You didn't even know that that was a thing that could happen before you ever did a chest press. So you can't have a system for things that you don't know. So at the beginning, you've got to find, you've got to just do stuff and, and then figure out what you don't know. But then at some point, you've got to transition to this place where you do have a system and there is a reason to the way that you're doing things and, and why you're doing things the way that you're doing them. Because otherwise, it just continues to be random and you might still make progress. And I talk about this very often, that there are people in the gym who you will see, they've been in the gym 10, 15 years, and they just do like the the <laughs> like the silliest things, like weird exercises, not very heavy, not very intense. There's There seems to be no rhyme or reason to what they're doing. And they look like they have a decent physique because they just, they seem to work hard and they, and they're in the gym every week constantly and they do their thing. Now, sure, you might make it, you might make it, but it would be a hell of a lot easier if you had a system to what you were doing. You can't just randomly do stuff in your business. There's got to be some system to what you're doing. There's got to be a thing, uh, a setup and why you're doing things. And you should know why you do things the way you do. It doesn't have to be perfect, all, you know, teed up and everything laid out exactly perfect because there has to be room for for change and pivoting and error and growth and all these things but you've got to have a system to the way you're doing things otherwise you're just making the whole process more difficult on yourself and again fitness business all things goes for all of that here's another one you aren't owed shit nobody owes you anything you show up to the gym you meal prep you go grocery shopping. The universe doesn't owe you a six pack. The universe doesn't owe you 10% body fat. The universe doesn't owe you a two plate bench press, four plate deadlift, whatever it is. You got to go and work for it. You can think, yes, you got to do the right things and you do the right things and they will come. But, you know, wishing, wishing for it, sitting in your bedroom and, oh, I wish I can have a two plate bench press. I wish I could be 10% body fat. No one has ever gotten lean like that. No one has ever gotten strong like that. No one's ever gotten anything by sitting and wishing for it. You've got to go out and get it because you're not owed anything. Nobody owes you anything. Everyone else is trying to do stuff too. No one can just hand it to you. And this is especially true in business or in fitness rather. In business, there's, there is the, the, the infinitesimal chance that you like somehow hit the jackpot. You literally win the lottery and then you just have so much money to inject in your thing that like anything works. Or you, you know, so randomly get like some movie star client that like skyrockets your business. Like that is a, that is a chance, although it's not something you want anyone should bank on or that you should rely on or like even consider as a thing, but like it does exist. In fitness, that will never happen. You will absolutely never accidentally get significantly stronger or significantly leaner it is impossible so no one owes you anything the universe doesn't owe you anything no one owes you anything whatever you want you got to go out and get it these seem to be in somewhat of an order i'm kind of impressed at my uh mishmash of notes here <laughs> you will fail along the way there will be speed bumps but you only lose if you give up Every single speaker, everyone's story had some sort of, you know, I was doing this and, and then I started to 
uh, you know, I was doing the fitness thing. I was training people in person or, you know, writing articles or doing whatever they were doing. Started to have some modicum of success and they were growing. And then something happened that like, you know, just knocked them right off, be it some actual life event or things were just not growing or things went backwards or they made a big mistake or whatever it is different for everyone. They all had a not insignificant loss along the way in their trajectory or a a speed bump along the way. Now, this is probably common with everyone to various degrees and, and for various reasons. You don't hear about the people who stopped along the way, who hit that speed bump and then gave up because they didn't make it. You hear about the people who said, yeah, I had this thing happen and then this is how I adjusted. It you know, knocked me on my ass for a while. It was like down in the dumps for a bit or whatever. Everyone's got their thing. But then they came through it and became who are they, who they are today. And we hear about them and we hear their stories. Obviously, if you've been training or involved in fitness or pursuing fitness for longer than even six months, you've had some some speed bumps and some things that didn't go perfectly. You know, you fell off track for a weekend. Uh, you, you picked up a little injury in the gym. You picked up, you know, something life event happened that made your schedule get all out of whack, like whatever. It could be millions of things and some are bigger than others. You're going to have speed bumps along the way, but the only way that you fail is if you totally give up. If you have to have to take a break or take some time off or whatever it is, that's okay, but you got to get back on the horse. You got to keep going because the only way you fail is if you totally give up. And if you don't do that, then you didn't fail. You're just in a tough part and you got to ride it out because no one said it was going to be easy. So you got to keep going through that. This was a really big one. Uh, for me, this next one, and it was that the way that I wrote this was the world needs you to do your thing. Now, this was in reference mostly to a lot of the sales and like more technical business aspects of, of the conference, which are things that I'm frankly not good at right now and know that I need to get better at. And as someone who, and, and this is very common across the fitness industry, the the good people in the fitness industry <laughs> or or in healthcare, anything healthcare related in general, is that you know, we all start this because we want to help people. We want to help people improve their lives, lose weight, get stronger, be more confident in their bodies, all the things. It's very hard to do that when you don't have when you don't have money, when you don't have things to offer, when you don't have a means to to support yourself. One one you know analogy that that Luca Hosevar made was that you know could you help someone with could you what could you help people more with if you had a million dollars could you help a lot of people yeah you could could you if you had ten thousand dollars could you help a lot of people yeah you could which could you help people more with a million dollars great so get a million dollars and help more people and so it's marrying this like you know sales is a service and it's not to be salesy and sleazy and all that it's about how do you get your product and your service out there to help the world if it's truly good and truly valuable and truly helping people then the money is going to come and that's going to be reinjected into what you're doing and go back into helping more people and growing all the things and not to shy away from it but to actually lean into it and embrace it as part of what you're doing because when you can you know frame your mind that like hey selling my my services or my product or whatever is helping people which it should be, 
then you shouldn't feel bad about trying to sell it or asking for money or or whatever it is. And the the bit the fitness analogy of this is this your your family your well-being the people that depend on you the people that care about you the people that you care about they are depending on you to be at your best so in the business sense where it's like if you really think that your product is good or your service is good the world needs that and it will make the world a better place by you doing the things that are required to sell it you can't just be again you know the the chalkboard best coach with all these things written down on your board and no one knows about it that doesn't help anyone or do anything about it if you're not at your best, if you're unhealthy, if you have low energy, if you're sick, how can you possibly help the people and be there the most for the people who are in your life? One analogy that I always go to is the, the grandparent playing with their grandchildren. How can you do that if you're, if you're not sick? you know, A really great post that I had a while ago was nobody realizes how important it is to squat and get down on the ground and be able to bend down until the little two-year-old asks you to play trucks with him. Seems silly, but do you want to be the the grandparent or the parent who says, Oh no, I can't get down on the ground and play with you because you know, my, you know, my knees are not good. My back is not good. You think a two-year-old understands that or do they just understand that now you don't want to play trucks with them, right? They don't, They, they don't know. So you don't want to be that person. So in order for you to be your best and to give the best to the people that you love and that you care about, you need to care about your fitness and your health. And, and the business, again, is for the world to be better. If you are doing good work, you need to sell your product and sell your service and, and market yourself appropriately and effectively so that you can make the world a better place. Because if not, it's not doing anybody any good at home on the chalkboard. And this is a big thing that I really need to work on myself. And so I, I'm there's a lot of logistical changes that are coming in the next couple of weeks uh, for me in, in good way, but you know, change is always is always difficult and challenging and, and unknown. And um, there's not so much that might be like tangible to you, but this is a big thing that that I'm going to have to start to implement and change my my mindset around um, and, and some tactical things that I need to implement that I've taken a lot away from the conference and from from other places. So. I just want to stress the importance of this, that the world needs you to do your thing. And so you go do it. You go be your best self. Go be the best version of you so that you can give mo- give back the most to the world around you and to the people that you love. Almost getting there. What are we at? 26 minutes. All right. You can figure out most things. It's very easy to get overwhelmed. Um, and it's very easy to get lost in the minutia of things. How do I, you know, Jonathan Goodman talks about this often you know, make it a logo or, or the, the brand name of your thing or the color scheme of your product or like, you know, whatever, these little things. Like, you can figure that out. It, it, it might take some time and it might maybe even take a, an investment of, of some financial investment or whatever, but like, you can figure that out. That's not, that's not that hard. So don't get caught up on these things. And the fitness version of this is that you get caught up in the, oh, how many sets should I do? How many reps should I do? How much should I take 60 seconds of rest or 75 seconds of rest? Should I lift this amount of weight? Should I do it at this angle, that angle? It's like, well, hold on a second. If if all of that stuff and figuring out this perfect program and this perfect plan and the perfect split and the perfect macros, should I have 167 grams of protein today or 173 grams of protein today? Like, You can figure those things out. What you need to move are the big rocks. How do I get my schedule sorted so that I can get to the gym? How do I fix my nighttime routine so I can get to bed on time? How do I set up my day so that I can 
drink enough water throughout the day. These are the things that that really matter. All the stuff, the sets, the reps, the whatever. First of all, you hire a coach for those things. That that's what coaches do. And and that was a big part of this too. Is like, you know, we we as coaches hire coaches to train us in in business and the things that we don't know because yeah, sure, I could probably figure all the stuff out and with enough trial and error I could figure it out on my own and eventually get there, but it might take 2, 3, 5, 10 times as long to get there. So we hire coaches to do things the same way you hire a coach, uh, you know, when you, you know, hire an individual coach, but you have sport coaches, you have teachers in school. Like, yeah, I guess a three-year-old could like learn their ABCs and math and all that stuff on their own, but we have teachers to teach ourselves. So the nitty gritty stuff, it's really a big time saver when you hire a coach to do that. But also you can just figure those things out on your own. It's actually much simpler than you think it is but it's not the thing that's moving the needle the most. The thing that's moving the needle the most is again, can you get to the gym? Can you fix your sleep? Can you get your groceries sorted? Like these are the things that are slightly more difficult because they involve behavior change. Figuring out the exact calorie count that you should be eating at, the exact rep range that you should be working at doesn't move the needle all that much and is easily figure outable. So don't spend so much time or waste so much time rather on majoring in the minors, move the big rocks, and then just figure out those things. Don't stress about them because you can figure it out. So just do that, move on, and get the big rocks moved. I kind of referenced this earlier, but you know, nobody's a superhero. All the people doing the things you want to are just regular people. Again, all the speakers, all the influential people, all the successful people, people that I met and talked to and spoke to and learned from and connected with, they're all amazing, but they're just regular people. They're not like, oh yeah, you know, I'm... I'm the queen of this or the king of this thing. Or like I, you know, was born with my, my father is Arnold Schwarzenegger, or like some, some crazy thing like that. Like they're just regular people who like, you know, involved in fitness and did the, put in the work and learned the things and, you know, went through the, the, the ringer and got to where they got to. So the people that are doing the things that you want to do, the people who have that crazy body that you want and, and all this stuff, like they are just regular people. They're not some God or some superhero or something that is unattainable. You may not be willing to do the things, it, especially this is a maybe a trickier one because of the the level of fitness and we've talked, want to get into a conversation about like editing photos and taking drugs and on all these things. So all of that stuff aside, like normal people who are very fit, you can get that fit. You can do that thing. You, you If they can do it, you can too. Whether you're willing or able to, not able, whether you're willing to do the things that it takes to get to that like, you know, uh, magazine cover uh, of a physique or that kind of stuff. That's a separate topic, but just understand the gist of what I'm saying, that these are regular people and that if they can do it, you can do it too. Same as in your business. You see some guy who has a, you know, a crazy car, a woman with an, an awesome house or whatever it is. You can do those things too. They're regular people. You can get it too. This one, I actually wrote this down, but I'm not sure that I'd have to look back through my notes, through like my actual notes, but like I'm not sure that anyone actually said this, but the first place I heard it, and it, it was a theme that came up, so it doesn't doesn't matter who said it, but the first place I heard this was um, my good buddy Matthew Busan, Coach Boss, connect first, coach second. This was a huge theme throughout all, all the coaching stuff that we talked about in the, in the conference. It was like, yeah, know your reps, know your sets, know your physiology, know your programming, know your anatomy, know your things, but like know your client's dog's name know your client's birthday, know these things, like connect with people. And so I think in the, and I'm not sure that there's actually like a real 
fitness relation to this one, <laughs> but, but maybe just in general, like connect with people. You never know who you're going to be. You never know what this person will add to your life. And so, you know, you have business meetings and stuff and, and maybe, maybe this is the, the, the relation. It's not, it's not so much in fitness, except for if it's like someone who's just like at the gym and just, you know, generally being nice to strangers and all that stuff. But like, you know, you, you have deals and things to do in your, in your business and networking for whatever job that is that you do and connect with people. Don't just ask them about, Oh, what school did you go to? What degrees do you have? What, what do you think about this technical aspect of our, of our industry? Or what about this? Or what about that? What's your dog's name? When's your birthday? What's your favorite vacation that you've been on? What's your favorite food to eat? Like connect with people, humans first, take that human first approach and apply it to every aspect of your life. People are pretty amazing and people love to talk about themselves. It's a great way to connect with people, great way to, to network and to make these personal connections that may end up being a very positive force in your life. The last thing was this, and again, related overall, you know, a lot of overlap here, of course. You want it, go get it. None of it's rocket science. Getting in great shape, not rocket science. Building a big business, not rocket science. Of course, element of luck is 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 involved and not insignificant. Everyone's got some sort of little lucky break or, you know, a series of lucky breaks or whatever it is. But for the most part, like you got to grind, you got to go get it. Things are not just going to happen to you. Again, what I said earlier, you can't get a six pack by sitting in your bed, wishing for a six pack. Like you want it? You got to go do the things to go get it. You want to build a big business? You got to go do the things to go get it. And so, you know, just another kind of motivation, big fire up. When you, If you've ever been to any of these type of conferences, I, I assume not for fitness, but like for whatever other industry you're in or a personal development conference, kind of like a Tony Robbins style of things or, or whatever, you come back with this like this huge uh, this energy this inspiration this um what's the word for it uh, uh you just you just feel like really fired up the, there's a phrase that that exists that's uh, escaping me right now but you feel very fired up and so you you want to go do things and change the world and like you know rah rah and like all for it and like yeah you got to you got to take that with you and and you got to go use it so what's the word that I'm looking for something about uh Environmental exposure, that's what it is. When you expose yourself to an environment that is filled with people or things or, or businesses that are doing the things that you want to do, you curate your feed online, you go and talk to entrepreneurs in your neighborhood, you go and talk to that big guy at the gym or that girl in the gym who's like deadlifting crazy amount of weight, like go and create your environment around the people or with the people that you aspire to be or that want you want to do something that's similar to them or think that you could learn from them create that environment and then let that fuel you. But then you got to go get it. You can't just, again, creating that environment and doing the thing can be a way of faking productivity in your life. And like, okay, I created all this stuff. Like I'm, I'm good. I have all these, you know, things, but I didn't actually do anything. You got to, you got to go do it. It's the same as having the perfect program, the perfect macro split. You got the groceries, you got the big water bottle, you got all the, the Lulu gear, like what you got all the things and you just haven't actually been to the gym. It's like, well, Nothing's going to happen if you don't actually get your ass in there and put the work in. So you want it? Go get it. That's it. This episode went longer than I thought it was going to be. Obviously, surprise, surprise. <laughs> but uh, one last shout out to Nick and Derek for putting on the Raise the Bar event. I certainly will be back next year and, and in the future. And um, for you, the listener, there will be many people uh, over the next several weeks and months who will be from that event, who I met at that event. The personal connections made amazing. It was a fantastic event. I'm not sure that you will notice maybe like very tangible, hard changes in the way that I conduct myself and the way that I do things, but 
that doesn't matter. You'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll notice the fruits of it, you know, over time, because this is a long game. So, um, anyways, again, thanks Derek and uh, Nick and to everyone that I met there. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Um, head to danielyoris.com slash coaching. If you're looking for an online coach, spring is, spring is here. It's actually first day of spring today. So you want to get in shape for summer, all that stuff. Let's get it going. Uh, share the podcast with your friends and family and you know, whatever. <laughs> That's the best way to help grow this rating on iTunes, five-star rating on iTunes and Spotify and all the places follow on social media at Daniel Yours. And that's it. Go outside. Be a good person. We'll see you soon.